Welcome to season 10 of Digital Learning Radio. I'm Laura and I'm joined by my co-host, Catherine. Hello. And this season of the podcast, we're sharing what is inspiring us on our ongoing story of learning. This week is Catherine's for sharing, and I can't wait to hear about what has been inspiring her. I'm looking so forward to getting to share, but first let's circle back to last week and check in with you, Laura. We got to hear about the concept of a hyper rubric from you. So how have you continued your learning or application of this idea? I love this follow-up question. And honestly, this is a concept that's still in the ideation phase for me. Mm. I have shared and chatted with a few other colleagues about what a hyper rubric is and could be, but I haven't quite had the right opportunity for application or action just yet. I am still thinking about your suggestion and idea to incorporate something like this into an asynchronous session design. So continue to stay tuned. (laughs) Well, I think that hyper rubrics were a huge concept and I think it will take a lot longer than just a few days since our last recording to implement, but I bet something with asynchronous or with your coaches, you'll be able to figure it out in some time. We will see. (laughs) Okay. All right. So before I dive in to share what's inspiring me this week, I love to hear from you, Laura. What is your quick win and inspiration for learning this week? So my inspiration this week comes from a book that I'm reading and actually shout out a series that I'm doing virtually at Region 10 on the book, Compassionate Coaching, How to Help Educators Navigate Barriers to Professional Growth by Kathy Perrette and Kenny McKee. And so the piece that I want to share is a truly quick win. It comes from chapter one. Basically, it is an acronym and a reflection to help you align your thinking and keep you on track. This is the idea of taking the acronym and the idea of a GPS and setting it up to be something to align your goals to in the same way that our actual GPS, or I I don't know about you, but like I have to have my Mm -hmm, little map GPS, otherwise I do not know where I'm going. So the idea that a GPS guides you using this as a reflection stem can guide you in your goals and thinking as well. So G stands for goal, creating a a specific goal. P is for plan, the plan that you'll take to make that happen. And then S is for steps, the specific steps you'll take to make that plan and goal come to fruition. So quick win, but really great reflective stem, GPS goal plan steps. I love that. I am all for any kind of frameworks or sentence stems, and especially those that have to do with learning, especially at the end of a session and what happens next. We always want to know what are you going to do? How will you apply the learning from today's session? So great share. I love that quick win, Laura. For sure. For sure. All right, Catherine, let's get to it. What is it that's inspiring you to learn this week? Okay, I am a little bit late to this game, but I am sharing the ideas from the book, Steal Like an Artist. 
Ooh. All right. I am intrigued. So I can't wait to hear a little bit more about this, maybe why you're feeling inspired. But first, let's pull up our timer. And in 60 seconds or less, Catherine, give us the gist. Tell us about Steal Like an Artist. Okay, here we go. So Steal Like an Artist is a small book by Austin Cleon, who he himself is an artist, a writer, and a creator. And this book consists of 10 ideas to help unlock creativity. He first shared these principles as a commencement address in 2011, and then he expanded the ideas to create this book. So it's about 10 years old. That's why I'm late to the ball game. Okay. He now has three books in the series. The book is filled with quotes by artists and writers, musicians, philosophers, and there is art on every page. Some pages just have a little tiny bit of text. Some just have drawings or a photograph or large text. So it can be read in one sitting. And I don't have time to share all 10 ideas, but here are my favorites. Steal like an artist, use your hands. Geography is no longer our master and creativity is subtraction. So it's one to read and reread. Oh, there we go. There's your timer, man. I I was ready. I I was ready for more. (laughs) Yeah. So it is a very quick read. I'm cheating here. That's okay. That's a very quick read. And you can go back and just pick up and open it up to any page and get some inspiration. Well, speaking of inspiration, what is it about this book that is inspiring you to learn? So the first thing that jumps into my head is this big word. And on the cover of the book that I'm holding up, it's steel in all Mm. caps. And I know I've heard for many, many years, the best teachers steal each other's ideas. And my artist friend, Gary Hirsch has a YouTube video that he says, steal this idea. So this idea of stealing others work is not new, but a friend, Marvia gently suggested another phrase several years ago. And she says, admire and acquire rather than steal. I know we've both been using that, (laughs) that phrase for a long time, but just this idea of taking someone else's work, the pandemic life, of course, has been one giant exercise for me, for I'm sure Mm -hmm. many of us in admiring and acquiring everyone else's work. Mm -hmm. And also one giant exercise in creativity. So I decided because this year has been one of stealing others ideas and how can I do that better? Or how can I admire and acquire with a little bit more deliberation? So that is why I started that. And then when I started reading so many ideas related to the book, (laughs) The Extended Mind, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) So that was two episodes ago. (laughs) I can't believe the connections between these books that are almost 10 years apart. Wow. Okay. I love that. Do you want to expand further and tell us about one of those connections that you found? Oh, yes. So one of his chapters is called use your hands in the book. Austin says, and I'm quoting, you need to find a way to bring your body into your work. 
our nerves aren't a one-way street. Our bodies can tell our brains just as much as our brains can tell our bodies. And that is exactly part mm. one of the extended mind. And he also says motion kickstarts our brain into thinking. In the book, Austin has these just written as his observations, but in the extended mind, it's all backed by research. Ooh, I, I, love, love I love those connections. Mm hmm yeah, that is so cool. What a great and authentic connection to make. That's really fun. And something that is on my mind is we've had so many conversations about transformation and thinking about how and why we do things and coming out of forced emergency remote learning and what we wanted to keep from that time and what we wanted to chuck from that time. And so it's really interesting to hear this kind of theme crop up about movement and how that helps us learn and memory. And so going from maybe minimal movement, living in our little Zoom boxes to really capitalizing on that space and movement and just being aware of those spaces. That's a cool connection. Well, and then the second connection related to this and connected to the extended mind, there's a photograph in the book that shows a picture of his office space and he has an analog station and a digital station. Hmm. He says in the book, his work process is a constant loop between analog and digital. And that word looping was also used in the extended mind. In this idea of using your hands, he does things like newspaper blackout poetry. Mm -hmm. So he takes his markers and actual paper and he's highlighting and coloring and circling things. And then he digitizes it so it can be edited and published to the rest of the world. I can't believe he used the word looping in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. And I really like this idea. I, I'm just uh, thinking about how this could work or how I could make a modification for my own workflow of really having designated spaces or areas for the type of work that you're doing. That is something interesting as well. And I think about classrooms where yeah, before the pandemic, there were teachers who had, here is our puzzle space, or here mm -hmm. is our art space, or here's our collaboration space. So thinking about those areas to, to do those things. And then that will cause some movement as well, getting up and just changing desks or changing seats. So that was fun. In one other chapter, he had, it's called geography is no longer our master. He said, if you're not in the physical location you want to be in, build that world around you, tape up pictures on the wall, play the music you want to hear, surround yourself with books and objects and things that you love. He said, make a place that feels like you. And mm. it said the same thing in the extended mind, yeah, There's yeah. a whole section on the surrounding. So making the space feel like you belong and that you're included in the space. That was a, a really cool reminder. That's awesome. So I think, and I could have missed it, but I think I was trying to rapidly take notes in your 60 second kind of <laughs> breakdown here. There was a section called creativity is subtraction. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Tell me what that means because I don't know. And I want to know. This is one idea that I think we have both implemented this year because of the pandemic. It is 
instead of adding to your work, mm. take things away. For the pandemic example, of course, we had six hour sessions that became 45 minute webinars. So we had to take away the time. We had group activities. We had turn and talk. We had go and stand up and move around the room, which we could not do any longer. So what happens when we take things away? And it's those constraints, those creative constraints that will help. I love the phrasing of that. That's interesting as well. Mm -hmm. So one random question, and I'm truly putting you on the spot. You said that the book is designed in this interesting way where it just looks visually interesting. And so some pages have minimal text or you've got lots of quotes peppered through or, or art throughout. Do you have a favorite quote or art piece or just look of the book that stands out to be one of your favorites and then uh love the podcast medium have you described the art that <laughs> that you like <laughs> but no is there is there one that stood out to you and made an impact on you you can't see this but i'm holding it up to laura <laughs> he has i guess a duplicate of what his newspaper blackout poetry it would look like so the newspaper blackout poetry has three or four words that are in rectangles and then everything else on the page is blacked out. What says glance out the window mm. and stroll the streets, go outside and eat a sandwich. This blackout poetry has inspired me. I really am tempted to try it myself. Mm. I, it's something that I've never done. And he has several of them throughout the book. I just love looking at those and thinking about the potential and what a great constraint, finding in the right order, finding the words that would actually make a sentence or make a poem. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Th that makes me think about in a previous life, being a high school English teacher and blackout poetry is such a cool and kind of, I love this. I'm going to use this phrase that creativity is subtraction and mm -hmm. using those constraints. But pro tip, I learned pretty quickly, this is a great activity to do outside when it's nice, because otherwise, by the time, you know, six period rolls around, your room smells heavily of Sharpies. <laughs> and like, uh, this is a good outdoor activity, because it's a lot of blacking out to make that poetry. <laughs> I have seen examples in the English hall at school, and I always love Loved it, but it was just something I have not thought about in so long. And seeing his work just made me like, can I try that? That mm. would be just a, a little creative exercise, I think would be fun. Truly inspired. That's amazing. So anything else that I have failed to ask or that you still want to talk about or tell us about this book and why you're feeling inspired by it? I guess one last piece that I think will appeal to you as well, Laura, is he has written in his newsletter, and I've seen this multiple places and times, he mentions the importance of third places. If your home is your first place and your work is your second place, then how do you find or where is your third place to do creative work? So a coffee shop, a library, a patio, a friend's house, 
he suggests you need these extra spaces for that inspiration, but I had not heard it called this third place. And of course, we're not really doing that during whatever phase of the pandemic we're in, Mm -hmm. but it also related to the extended mind of just going different places in your surroundings. So I love the idea of a third place to create. Well, you know, I love finding additional spaces, third or fourth or fifth spaces, but that really resonates with me and makes me also think about these continued conversations about transformation and learning in the way that is best for ourselves, for knowing our own learning preferences, empowering our students to know the same, and then rethinking the way we've always done things to maybe find those opportunities for those additional spaces for learning and and creativity and inspiration. So very cool. Lots of good thinking things that I know that I will have after just hearing this brief blurb and summary from you. So thanks so much for bringing it today. And thank you for sharing. Oh, yes. It's so fun. So as you know, another idea that we are practicing this season is to use each of our episodes as a place to launch further thinking. We want to challenge each other to apply what we share. So Catherine, where do you go from here? How might you incorporate ideas from Steel Like an Artist into your work or further your learning? So I need your help, Laura. Mm. I am having a little bit of time thinking of something tangible for designing and delivering professional learning. I think that more of this work could be just for me personally, what are my workflows or finding ways to be inspired and um, creative. I will say one of his chapters was called write the book you want to read. So I Mm. am translating that to design the professional learning that you want to attend. Okay. Okay. I can get behind this. (laughs) So I, I have been, you know, thinking about that, of course, but I think what I'm going to work on for our next conversation is maybe just see if there are some concrete things I can do for myself personally to either improve or upgrade my current workflows or work processes. So that's what's at the top of my brain right now. Do you have any other... (laughs) suggestions? Well, first, I think that's excellent. And I'm also thinking about this phenomenon of once you hear about something, you tend to see it maybe not everywhere, but multiple places. And so I'm just amazed, but somehow not surprised that last time when you talked to us about the extended mind, there's so many connections and correlations really to just maybe solidify that thinking or learning. Or if you're like me, I have good intentions. And this is why I need that GPS type of reflection Mm -hmm. to keep me on track because I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to focus on this and then just tend to keep living my life. And so how cool for you to get these reminders in a book that was 10 years prior with some tangible thinking about workspace and workflow. And so I, I love that just maybe solidified connections in your mind. 
that's a good reminder to reinforce all of those ideas from the extended mind. I also like this mantra that you threw out of, you know, design the PD you want to attend. I think that's a good reminder for all of us who are designing PD or design the learning you want to learn from for teachers. And who knows, maybe you will be inspired to do some blackout poetry yourself. So maybe uh, I'll walk into your office one day and it will smell like a Sharpie and you'll have a poem <laughs> ready to share. Uh, okay. Challenge accepted? Question mark. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. That sounds good. We'd also like to extend the invitation to you, dear listener, to share your ongoing story of learning as well. Take a moment to pause and think wherever you're listening from and consider what ideas have you heard today that have sparked your interest and inspired further learning about stealing like an artist. Find us on Twitter at Dig Learn Radio to continue the conversation and share your own learning that's inspiring you this week. This season, we're dedicated to sharing our learning and the things that are inspiring us. We hope that when we share, the conversation and ideas will cultivate curiosity and inspire you to explore one of the resources, reflect on a question we've asked, or continue the conversation with us online. Share your learning inspirations and ideas from this episode and beyond with the people in your circle, with us, or with a colleague down the hall. We are, as ever, inspired to learn from Gail Allen and her work in the new pillars of modern teaching. She reminds us that when we share, we add a sentence to the story we communicate about ourselves to the world. Let's continue learning, sharing, and transforming. Let's get inspired. <laughs>